Irritable Dad Syndrome was videotaped before a live studio audience. It's kind of cool that you guys do like the uh, kind of a more randomized schedule, though, because that's almost like, you know, like when Taylor Swift or like Beyonce drops an album mm-hmm. randomly, you know, that's like, that's kind of like what you guys are doing. You're we just are like exactly like Taylor there. Swift. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Constantly <laughs> being compared to Taylor Swift. You could have been getting down to this sick beat. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to Irritable Dad Syndrome. No, this isn't a repeat. Here are your hosts, Mike and Darren. Hey, I'm Darren. I'm Mike. Welcome to Irritable Dad Syndrome. This is episode 78. Can you believe it's 78? Yeah. Uh, yeah. it, this is the age expectancy of human beings, isn't it? Pretty much, is yeah. That, is that yeah. What it Not is? a lot of people make it uh, into the great uh, decade of the 80s. Right. So this is, once again, we're on our final episode. <laughs> Every episode, we're convinced that this is going to be the last one. Well, episode seven was our final episode. Right. And then we had our great comeback. Then we had our great comeback, eight. episode eight. Um, so. We have a guest. We do have a guest. Yeah. Yeah. We can blame him. Exactly. If, if this show <laughs> crashes and burns, it will be the responsibility of Kevin Rupert. He is a comedian. Okay. He's a friend of mine. He's a overall, he's a really nice guy. And I'm happy to have him on the show. I invited Kevin. Uh, hi, Kevin. Hey, Darren. Okay. What's hey. up, man? I, I, uh, not much, buddy. I, I invited Kevin on the show, I think, uh, three months ago. <laughs> Kevin says, yeah, sure, it'd be great. We'd love to do it. And then the holidays <laughs> happened, and uh, and then something else happened, and then I saw something shiny, and then I got COVID, and you got COVID, and then yeah. I got a stomach bug, and you something. You went to the library. I don't know. We <laughs> finally got Kevin on the show, and we're very happy to have him on there. Kevin, how you doing? I, I'm doing well. I, I'm happy to be on here. I, uh, I, I like your guys' podcast, so it's cool to be a, a guest. Well, thank you. D- tell us, what do you like most about the podcast? You go. Oh, well, just uh, I don't I, hold I mean, back. The, uh, <laughs> uh, it's a good, good dynamic, uh-huh. you know. Uh, just it's very informative. informative. You guys talk about it's current in, events, right? It's no. informative. <laughs> yes, oh, damn. I don't think okay. anybody ever has learned anything yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> People have said before that Mike and I have good chemistry. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's the case or not. Yeah, we're uh, on the verge of killing each other. <laughs> Like bludgeoning each other, not knives or guns. We're going to, one of us is going to beat the other one to death. But um, anyway, Kevin is a comedian and he, uh, you you mostly perform in the Dayton, Ohio area, correct? Or do you branch outside of that? You know, um, I mean, I, I've been back in the Dayton area since about like 2018, 20, uh, like uh, kind of mid 2018, early 2019. And so I, I did when I initially got back into the area, I was mostly in Dayton. I consider myself a Dayton comic, but I have been branching out a little bit as I've gotten back into it, just because that's where opportunities have been popping up. But, uh, but yeah, I definitely still consider myself a, a Dayton guy. I like the, the Dayton comedy scene and everybody that's involved in it. So, so yeah, mostly, mostly Dayton. I was about to say, cause you know, when I had done stand up many, many, many years ago and, uh, mm-hmm. had kids and I was working nights and I had to put it all off for a long time. And I decided I want to get back into it. And I did some open mic nights here in Cincinnati, but once I tried, uh, you know, I went up to Wiley's in Dayton, and once I did that, yeah. I was like, I think I'm going to stick around up here because I, I had a lot better, uh, I had better audiences and some better uh, comedy experiences up in Dayton. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wiley's is phenomenal. I mean, I I started um, first time I ever did stand up was in uh, January of 2018, and it was out in um, uh, New York City because I was living in New Jersey at the time, so I. Uh, took public transit into the city and and did an open mic there. Um, and then I spent about six months in the New Jersey scene. Um, and then when I moved back to the Dayton area, I was just so impressed with uh, like the robustness of the Dayton scene and the fact that like there's so many like great joke writers and like people that are really committed to like the art form and the the craft of it. Um, I mean, New Jersey's, you know, nice and all that, but but there were a lot of people out there who were just kind of like doing this like extemporaneous, like just pure crowd work type type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they were, yeah, they were trying to like, you know, get exposure for acting or like some other pursuit. Um, but yeah, in Dayton, like there's like a core, like standup group that like really loves the art form. And, and so, yeah, that's kind of why I fell in love with the, the Dayton scene and with, uh, with Wiley's, uh, specifically was, uh, in New York city, was it intimidating just because of the size of the city or was there a, a different caliber of comics or, or 
were there rats? Yeah, were there rats on stage? <laughs> Good question. There were, yeah, L- literally, yeah, rats, rats on stage, rats in the street. It was <laughs> I, the whole place is chock full of rats. But uh, um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was a lot different. I mean, it was the size of it was a little bit daunting because there's just so many comics. Um, but I also feel like our our quality of comic is a little bit better in the Dayton area because um, it's not so saturated. You know, um, and out there, there were a lot of comics, but it was also just a high, high percentage that weren't really taking uh, stand up very seriously. So so I think like if you could compare the the ca- the comic caliber from each scene, mm-hmm. um, I I would personally pick Dayton. Um, so but but yeah, there definitely were some intimidating elements in terms of just the the sheer uh, size of it. Yeah. Huh. Mike, you should have been there is a couple of years ago. Uh, Kevin had a. Uh, show we, he used to do this thing at Billy's Burgers and, and Beer, and it's a restaurant up in Dayton. And they had a, an open mic night. Was it once a month? I think we did have it once a month at that time. Yeah, it was once a month, yeah. And uh, I, I was fortunate enough to be on it twice. And the first time I was there, they had a sign outside that said "Comedy How." <laughs> the S yeah. had fallen off, and I was like, "The S was missing." And I'm like, yeah. "How are we going to do this comedy show?" And judging by the audience. I don't think the audience knew how a comedy show was going to go either because <laughs> they were there for yeah. the burgers. <laughs> and yeah. I literally, I told the staff, I was like, you guys forgot the question mark on the, on the sign. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I took a picture of it. I'll have to post that on our, on our Facebook page. <laughs> so I did the show once. And then the second time I did the show at Billy's burgers, there was a couple, a man and his wife. And they were there the mm-hmm. second night, and the man was shooting me the most evil stares you've ever. He was not <laughs> happy <laughs> at all. I think I remember that guy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but one of my favorite events was uh, Mike. We did a thing at a place called the Paradise Key Cafe. Yeah. Okay. And they put flyers <laughs> all around the building saying there's a comedy show on this night, and it was in the back room, and there were four people there to see the comedy show one of them was a buddy who i brought yeah another guy was drunk off his ass and he got mad because damon the host wouldn't let him hold the mic and tell a joke so he got pissed and left and the only two other people yeah yeah, so we already lost 25 percent of our audience so the only (laughs) two people were left were these two ladies and they just sat there (laughs) <laughs> and stared at us all night. Kevin goes oh. up, they stared at him. Yeah. I went up, they stared at me. Damon, yeah. they stared at him. Everybody they just was, and, was uh Darren, if you don't mind me asking, was that the same show where the uh the music started playing and they couldn't figure out how to shut it off? So I did <laughs> I did like 20 minutes like with like rap music playing in the background. Oh god. It was it was awful. I've got my mind on my yeah. money, on my money, on my money. Like, <laughs> you know, Oh man, it was just, I mean, I, I was up there. I was just, just dying every possible way after the show. Okay. We, and we all just, I remember cause we talked before and we said, we're going to do, what do we want to do? Do you want to do our sets? Do our sets. Yeah. And so I, I did my set and they just stared at me after the show, the two women came up to me and they said, we thought you were hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and they're and they're like and then they're like we're still talking about because I was doing yeah. this I was doing all the Charlie Brown dances from the Christmas special uh-huh, uh-huh. I was up there in front of two women doing all the Charlie Brown Christmas <laughs> special dances that we're still laughing about that yeah like well would it have killed you to have laughed while I was doing it because I'm just exactly. up there dying just oh my like, god was think, okay so was it like a so like in Japan they consider it rude to make noise during a performance so they'll just sit there was that like what it, what yes, it was I think the two African American ladies were clearly going by Japanese culture rules well you know that happens so okay so uh, so we have a guest I want to I want to get this out of the way I feel okay. like I got a little housekeeping to do here okay so. Uh, you guys, I'm sure in your walks of life, you've run across like a family of shut-ins that never have any guests or anything like that. And they've got the sure. one weird kid that has a, you know, Stretch Armstrong mm-hmm. and maybe a really oddly dirty ball or something in his room. And he barely ever comes out. And then when you come over to visit, they never have guests so they're like, really nervous like, Look, and excited. I got to stretch Armstrong. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the kid inappropriately will yell, "I like Pokemon!" And you're too loud, and you don't know what's happening. That's me. Okay, 
I'm, I'm trying to I'm just restrain waiting myself. For you to make a point. So let me let me get this out of the way first, okay. because these are the two things that I think are hilarious to say when a comedian comes on, but will not be well received by you, okay. by Kevin, okay. or by the audience. Okay. But I have to say them. One is, and Kevin, please don't answer this. Uh, be funny. <laughs> okay, we've got that one out. We've got that one done. Okay. The other one is, and this is because I'm such a Norm McDonald fan and a fan of his his web show that he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin, where do you get your ideas? <laughs> oh, uh, where do I get my ideas? Oh, man. That, Norm, Norm McDonald had a co-host, and every week he would ask, so where do you get your ideas? Oh. Original, Mike. Oh, Original. I got you. I, yeah. I had to get, that had to happen. I can now. I'm now. I'm out in the. I'm in the group. I can. I can talk. I. I do have some serious questions about comedy. Okay. Because my wife has asked me. You know, you should do an open mic, or you should try to do one of these things. I think you would do well with open mic. Here's the thing. Uh huh. I don't prepare. You know, I your don't name prepare. is Mike. You've already got half of it covered. I, okay. I don't. <laughs> I don't prepare at all. Okay. Well, you. That you would need to do that. See, I don't think that I could be funny if I prepare. Oh man, Kevin, how many people ask you if you just go up and wing it? What happens if you wing it? Have you ever lo- winged it? Sure, yeah, and I think Darren probably has too. At some, uh, I mean, the difficult thing with winging it is that if you hit one of those, like if the nerves take over and you hit one of those moments where you're like a deer in the headlights, then you don't really have too much to fall back on, right? You know, yeah. yeah. So right. that's kind of why it's good to like have, you know, like an act or like material that you can default to. But there, there is something to be said for winging it sometimes, depending on the circumstance. Uh, wh- what do you think, Darren? What's, what's your take on that? I'm not talented enough to wing it. Uh, my memory is horrible. When I go up on stage, not only do I have, I mean, I don't have it memorized word for word for word to where it sounds robotic, but mm-hmm. I have a set list and I usually keep it in my hand because I forget my act all the time. Sure. And I'm not skilled enough with uh, crowd work. You know, I can I can do a couple of, you know, I can ask a couple of questions in between, but I, there's no way I can do five minutes of just just winging it. There's absolutely no way. I'm not that good. I'm not t- talented. Yeah, crowd work and those spontaneous interactions, it's almost like a different, a slightly different skill or slightly different art form. It's mm-hmm. all, there's like an improv element to it that, um, you know, some people's brains are wired for and others are, are like, you know, me and Darren, like we're more like kind of we write a joke out and practice it and all of that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it does kind of depend on the person. But who who knows, Mike, maybe you're one of the the kind of more improv like crowd work people. So it couldn't couldn't hurt to try it and, you know, see how it goes. Well, one of the things that bothers me is because my wife is always the one telling me that you need to go do this. And she says, you're funny when you say this. And I was like, these and this and this. I was like, those are all stories that require you to have known me for exactly. more than a year or two. Exactly. I can't get up in front sure. of the crowd and say, hey, remember that time I <laughs> did the something, something? It's going to be crickets. <laughs> and now, and I'm now like, I have. And like, he wanted a loaf of bread. Yeah. Yeah, and now I have in my head the uh-huh. fact that I could have people out there that think I am a riot mm-hmm. and won't react. They'll just yeah. stare at me. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you yeah, know, it's it, it's and again, I'm not going to begin to sit here and and tell you that I know everything about comedy, but I know, you know, you try to do material that's broad reaching. Okay. Okay. You try to do I something that broad. appeals to, you know, yeah. I have, uh, I have a, a few different acts that I do. One is a lot of uh, jokes about being married and having kids. And then another completely different routine that I have is just a lot of one-liners, a lot of introspective, a lot of weird things, kind of like, and I'm not comparing myself to Mitch Hedberg but, or Stephen Wright, but they would do jokes like that. Just that you say one sentence and you move on to something else. And those are the ones that I really keep written down in my hand yeah. because I, I just can't remember them. But Kevin, now, d- d- Mike had a good thought mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm married and Mike's married. We have kids and a lot of our stories involve that. And then we talk about them on the podcast. But where do you yeah. get your material? Because you're, are you still a single guy? Uh, I, I am in a, like a committed relationship, you know, okay. like we've been together for a, a long time, probably okay. like common law married or something along those lines. Right. But, uh, um, but yeah, we haven't done the kid thing. We, we do have like uh, a bunch of animals, yeah. so there's probably something there, but, yeah. but mostly, uh, I, I mean, I'm still kind of figuring out and, and maybe, uh, you know, this is the case with you too, Darren, I'm not, uh, not totally sure, but 
I'm still kind of figuring out my comedic voice. Like I, I, I'm kind of all over the map. Like I, you know, sometimes do like absurdist jokes. Sometimes I'll do like observational stuff. Like I'm kind of, kind of still, yeah, drawing stuff from a lot of sources. I think that's good. Okay. So as a, as a Mm non-comedian from the sidelines, but a big comedy fan, one of my big pet peeves with comedians is the one note the like, if you get a fat comedian come out and every joke is a fat joke. Right. Um, or whatever, if they have some kind of physical impairment that every joke has to be about that. Yeah. And it's like after if for, it's hilarious for the first 30 to 45 seconds. And then you slowly realize, oh my God, we're going to be listening to jokes about their left ear for yeah. the next 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Louis yeah. Anderson, after yeah. about eight or 10 years d- d- realized yeah, I, I, I should first, stop with the fat jokes. Yeah, when he first his first appearance mm-hmm. on Carson, it was all fat jokes. And it was like, insane. It was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. it was it was yeah. hilarious. But and yeah. he can get away with that because he was a large guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, and, yeah. it, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, but I tell white, you know, bald guy jokes, and those go nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go tell. How many times can I say I look like Walter White? Okay, <laughs> there you go. I'm gonna go tell skinny guy jokes. I'm gonna just break the mold. This portion of Irritable Dad Syndrome is brought to you by Diff Liquid Concentrated Wallpaper Stripper. Let me tell you something. The fine folks at Diff, well, they don't screw around. Diff has a unique enzyme action formula that dissolves old paste and cuts wallpaper removal time in half. Do you like to futz around and spend all day doing stupid home repairs? I didn't think so. You know, a few years ago, I was helping my buddy Roger do some stuff around his house, and he needed some Diff. So he went to the bar, had a few drinks, and then rode to the local hardware store. And you know what? They didn't have it. Well, we got on our horse and got the hell out of there and went someplace that did. Then we went back to the bar for some more drinks. Boy, were we glad we made that decision. Diff, it's the only one that really works. Now back to you, Buck and Dusty. So, Mike, before the show, you went up to get some liquid funny, and I was telling Kevin I was going to request one of my favorite jokes of his. Okay. Kevin, if you got it in you, can okay. you tell your joke about the monkey flying into space? Oh, man. Uh, I haven't done that one in a long time, and it is kind of a long one. But basically, if I'm remembering correctly, um, so I watched a docu- documentary um, a few years ago, uh, and it was about how uh, before we sent people into space, we used to send monkeys. Uh, and there was one mo- monkey in particular, his name was, uh, was ham, you know? <laughs> and, uh, so they shot him up into space. Uh, you know, he orbited a few times, uh, splashed back down in the Pacific ocean. Uh, and, uh, in the documentary, they had footage of the aircraft carrier going out to retrieve him. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, so they, cra- they, you know, get him out of the water, they crack open the capsule and, uh, you know, Ham's as happy as can be because he's a, a monkey that's just kind of, you know, his thing. Because <laughs> he's a monkey. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but then they uh, uh, they go, good job, little guy. Uh, you completed your mission. Uh, now, here's your reward. Uh, and they hand him one banana. <laughs> now, listen, guys, I, you know, I, uh, I, I'm i not an expert on how much NASA should be paying their space monkeys, but uh, I... I did play a lot of Donkey Kong Country going, uh, growing up, and uh, pretty sure that one banana isn't sufficient compensation for going to space. You know, <laughs> like uh, what this guy have to do to get two bananas, colonize Mars? So that's kind of the that's kind of the general, yeah, <laughs> the general concept. Classic. And Mike he, and, and Kevin did this uh-huh. at the Paradise Key Cafe. And it, it's a hilarious joke. Yeah. Good job, buddy. And the two ladies oh, just you. stared at him. <laughs> yeah, they they did not like it. it yeah. It, oh no, that they probably thought it was hilarious, but they just oh that's right. They just stared at him. <laughs> oh man. So Kevin, oh, did you man. watch the Super Bowl? I did. Yeah, yeah. I watched it. Uh, watched it all the way through. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you a Bengal fan? Unfortunately, I I'm a Browns guy. You're uh, okay. Well, it was great having are, you on, are, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> now, I'm not. I'm not a Bengal fan either. I'm wearing my Steelers jersey tonight. And a oh couple, wow, okay. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, I had even said since my Steelers were out of the playoffs, and and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were not in the Super Bowl, I had no one to root against. I had said I'm going to root for the Bengals because my oldest son was rooting for them and my wife was. Uh, cheering them on, even though we're all Steeler fans, they decided to side with our great city of Cincinnati. 
And sure. I I tried, but as soon as I saw Joe Burrow walk in with that suit like he was going into a digital underground video, <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I no, he he was wearing a, a gray, like a tiger, a silver and gray and black tiger suit and this yeah. funky looking cowboy hat. Honestly, uh-huh. he looked like a pimp. Okay. The boy looked just like a pimp. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, I don't dislike the guy. I'm not gonna kick the Bengals while they're down. Yeah. But Joe Burrow looks like a pimp. I think he looks like Kevin Arnold. And I, well, and, yeah. <laughs> no. Is that is that the not kid? Kevin Arnold? That's Kevin, the kid from Home Alone. That's a kid. No, Kevin Arnold is the kid from um um. Fred Savage. Fred Savage. Oh, Fred Savage from the from, uh, from the, the Wonder stuff. Years. Yeah, uh, Kevin. Mike, Mike, you can cut all this. You can out. edit that uh, out. Yeah. Okay. So, no. No. Super Bowl. I, I have a. Mike apology. thinks that that he looks like uh, Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. yeah. So oh, sure. Yeah, very, to, very similar. I have to get out uh, an apology to Jason Durbin. Okay. In the Super Bowl. Okay. I think. I think he was about to invite me to watch the Super Bowl. Uh huh. Because he. I, he's a very intelligent man. Very intelligent. And he keys into the fact that I'm not very good with people. <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. I'm likely to be sitting alone watching the Super Bowl. Okay. And not actually be watching the football game, be watching a different channel, but think that I'm watching the Super Bowl. Right. So he was going to help right. me out. And I think he was about to invite me to his house. He asked what I was doing for the Super Bowl. Um, I'm 46 years old. Mm-hmm. 45 years, I've never had plans for the Super Bowl. Okay. This year, I actually mm-hmm. did. Uh, me and as soon as they beat the Chiefs, as soon as the Bengals beat mm-hmm. the Chiefs, I made reservations for more lines because I thought, what better place to be during the Super Bowl than down in the middle of the city? Okay. Yeah. This is what I thought. Yeah. Um, so we did that. <laughs> Two hours to get in and out of town. No, no problem. And it was like half hour down there. Oh, half really? Hour back. Yeah. Okay. Nobody, nobody's on the roads. Because anyway. Everyone's home. This is all part of the story. Crime. But I think, so I want to apologize to him because I did want to go see it at his mm-hmm. place. Yeah. Uh, but I can't, you know, I'd already made these plans. So okay. Jason, I'm sorry. Thank you for what I think, I think you were going to invite me. If you weren't. <laughs> don't tell him to. <laughs> So, Jason, if you weren't inviting God. me to the Super Bowl, but if you were, Kevin, I, I apologize. We have a guest. It's going to be qu- okay, Kevin. Uh, Kevin, Kevin's I'm sorry. On my side. I, I am so. I sorry. have to say, I'm pretty offended. That was <laughs> that was disgusting. But we did okay. So I made these reservations, and then Bess and Charlie decided that they were going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of Bess's friends was having a Super Bowl party, so now we're sp- odles are spread all over the place. Yep. Odles everywhere. They're, they're everywhere. But me and Andrew <laughs> went down there. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the thing we've talked about where the TVs don't sync up. Right. So one part of the restaurant was seen 15 seconds ahead of the game from what we were seeing. Inside their own restaurant? Inside their own restaurant because they had like 10 TVs set up. There were drunk people trying to get to the tables. You had to have a reservation to get to the tables. Mm -hmm. I had to watch a guy argue and debate with the lady about whether or not they actually had a table left because he knew that I had a reservation. See, I would have much rather have been anywhere. Yeah. Watching it. So we get there. And so the bonus, the good part of this is that mm-hmm. every time there was a, something that happened, the entire place erupted. Yeah. And then fireworks shot off over at Paul Brown Stadium, which you can see from inside there. From, yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. Uh-huh. But we got tired of that. Yeah. Uh, we got to about halftime and Andrew said, I want to go out and see the big screen because they had a big screen set up outside. And I was like, you realize that once we go out, we're not we getting back can't in. can't come back in. Right. They just won't. That won't happen. And we are either going to freeze out there or find some other way to watch it. So we, neither of us cared because we're, we're leaving this place. We go outside, we watch the halftime show, which I thought was awesome, but that, that mm-hmm. I, I like Eminem mm-hmm. and I, um, I liked yeah. Eminem's part. Okay. I liked Ray. I, I liked California dreaming. I like Snoop. Uh, I 50 mm-hmm. cent is a little too millennial for me. Well, he's upside down. And then it made, it made me dizzy. <laughs> the lady. I don't, I don't know the lady. <laughs> That was uh that was uh Mary J. Blige. That's okay. Yeah. I don't know who that is. I mean, I know the name, I just okay. don't know whatever. Yeah. But I yeah. thought that like they had like a little neighborhood. I well, thought that was awesome. Luckily, nobody knows more about hip hop than Kevin Rupert. Okay. <laughs> that is true. I I am a hip hop aficionado. Uh I I actually uh I actually uh did one time to promote a show. And come to think of it, it was at Paradise Key, that same venue that you were talking about, Darren. Mm-hmm. Um I, I went and uh I uh, wrapped uh, Gold Digger by Kanye West. 
and uh, po- posted it online to to promote an upcoming show. So so I feel like I I'm pretty much a professional rapper at this point. So <laughs> yeah yeah. Do you have I'm, the Do you have the bling? Are you wearing bling right now? A little bit. Well, I'll tell you, I, you know, I was going to go to Jason's. Uh-huh. Uh, by the way, Kevin, Jason Durbin, he financially supports okay. this podcast. He likes it so much. And Mike gives him crap nonstop. I, I, which, and you need to stop. Okay? I treat you him need like to calm I treat, down. Buddy. I treat him like I treat all my friends. Right, like crap. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, uh, I was going to go over there, but, uh-huh. but I got... A stomach virus. Whatever. I got a stomach virus on Likely Sunday. Excuse. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, that was fun. Okay. Oh Lord, that was that was a Wait, great time. Did you eat Chipotle on Saturday? I did not. Okay, I did not. I don't like Chipotle. Chipotle. Yeah. I I don't. I don't. Uh, okay. So I got a stomach virus on Saturday. Sunday, I was drained. I was dehydrated. I felt like crap. I actually fell asleep for a little bit during the second quarter of the game. <laughs> Libby like elbows me. She's like, "Honey, you're falling asleep during the Super Bowl." It didn't ruin my Super Bowl because I mean I still watched it at home. Yeah. Uh, and I had I think I had two wings. And a few pieces of pepperoni and some cheese, and that's like all that I could really eat. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I watched the game, I enjoyed the game, but again, Joe Burrow looks like a pimp. But it did ruin my Valentine's Day. Okay. Because uh, Saturday night, Libby and I were going to go out on a date, yeah. an early Valentine's Day okay. date. We're going to go to a movie. And I started feeling kind of oogie. And I'm like, honey, I don't I don't think I'm, I'm going to be able to make it. And then an hour later, I was sick. Yeah. So Sunday, I started feeling better just in time for my wife to get the stomach virus. Uh, she got it. Yeah. Okay. And then Monday, which is actual Valentine's Day, my son gets it. Oh, wow. Okay. So Cameron gets the stomach virus. So our Valentine's Day was spent at the Lakota school board meeting. Oh, fun. Yeah. Um, boy, howdy. So <laughs> as, a, as a fan of Parks and Rec, it was uh-huh. very difficult for me to not crack up laughing uh-huh. multiple inappropriate Was there times. the one microphone in the middle when yeah, people would the, walk well, up? It wasn't in the middle. It's off to the right. Okay. And they, they did have a section for a half hour. People are allowed to come up for three minutes, and you have to tell them in advance that you're going to talk. So my plan was I was going to talk. But then I thought, no, I'm going to – I want to be at one of these and mm-hmm. see the general gist of it. Right. Within five minutes of open mic, I was kicking myself for not signing up to go up there because yeah. they have the 30 minutes. Now, you have to talk about agenda about an agenda item. Okay. Now, they have a second one. We couldn't wait around for that one because we were starving. But they have a second one that is best described as the Morton Downey Jr. show mixed with Jerry Springer. <laughs> People throw in chairs. You could chairs. talk about whatever you want, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I, the entire time, I'm just sitting there giggling because I'm thinking of so many Parks and Rec references where people would stand up and scream about, you know, uh-huh. you know, my dog ate another dog's feces in your park and it's your <laughs> fault. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, have you ever seen Parks and Rec? Oh, yeah. I love okay. that show. Okay. Okay. So – the funnest, funnest, the funnest part for me, besides listening to all the people get up there and mm-hmm. say their piece, was the characters up on the stage. I looked at, at them as characters, you yes. know, like characters. Yeah. And it, there was one up there. I'm going to, I'm not going to be political. We're not a political show. No. There was one individual up there. No matter what was said, everyone in the crowd would laugh and be like, whatever. <laughs> and then there was another one. I think all the kids should get free notebooks. Yeah. There was another <laughs> one. They he he was, and I just gave his gender. He would come in at the end of every conversation, like none of the conversation had happened. So uh-huh. they would have a discussion about how much of their tax should go towards this thing, uh-huh. and they go into it forever, and all these different points of view, and then they get you know to the end. It's like, does anybody have anything else to say? And he's like. Uh, how much of our tax should go to this thing? And everybody looks at him like, we, <laughs> just what the that. hell? And it was like every, every topic, uh-huh. you know, it was, there was a big mask debate, you uh-huh. know, that happened in there. And do they, is the science back them? Does the science not back them? What you're looking at is not science. What you're looking at is not science. You know, fuck you, well, fuck you. It's how these things were going. And then at the end of that one, he said, I think we should discuss the pros and cons of masks. And it's like, what are you doing, man? How did you get elected uh-huh. to this thing? Oh, he was an elected official. He was an elected official. Okay. So there was one, part that, got, there was one part that got a little spicy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I don't know if that's the right word, but I'm going to go with it because it's my 
show and I don't care. A little heated? A little heated. Okay. Wherein one of the elected officials accused the superintendent of, quote, hiding something and leaned forward and said, what exactly are you hiding? Dun, dun, dun. To which he gave the look. And Uh if, if, if there was ever a person that I saw in public that was Ron Swanson, uh-huh. To the T, that dead-eyed <laughs> stare back of where he's either going to answer, say nothing, or get up and quit his job and move to Calcutta. You know, it could have been any of those different things he could have done. He just spouted back, um, you know, I find that uh, offensive that you would even say that. And then in the middle, the moderator, hey, 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 we're not going to get personal here. And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> when is the next meeting? Uh, I am coming I here. I want to go. I missed it. Oh, I, I want to go. Gotta go. We're it going. It would have been better than what I did for Valentine's Dude, Day. Dude, the next one, <laughs> the next one, we're going, and I am speaking. I don't care. So okay. you have to speak about agenda. I don't care oh, what no, the no, agenda me is. Me and you will speak together. We'll bring Kevin. <laughs> you and Kevin? Oh, man. Yeah. You guys you guys need to hire me as like an investigative reporter. I'll get to the bottom of it. Yeah. So one thing that I kind of want to do, but I can't do because my kid goes to the school, but I really want to do. Yeah. If you've seen the Jeff Daniels, and we talked about this a little bit Mm -hmm. on the last show, the Jeff Daniels thing where it's, what's why is America the greatest? It's It's not the greatest world, blah, 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 blah. And he gets, it's your used to, that's a three minute speech. Yeah. You're given three minutes to talk. Uh Part of me really wants to get up there. And with the prepared. Just, no, just, just say that. Just say, has nothing to do with what anybody said. It just, because I have three minutes to say whatever I want. You do what Pat Oswalt did in the filibuster and you talk about merging (laughs) the Star Wars universe with the Marvel universe. Oh, yeah. And you go on for 25 minutes and then you wait until they drag you out of there kicking and screaming, I'll see you in hell. You know, that's what, (laughs) I could do that with World of Warcraft or, or, uh, oh my God, I could go so hardcore. But I'll tell you, no, speaking of, uh, and and Kevin, I promise we'll let you say something here in a minute. Who's Kevin? (laughs) He's our guest. (laughs) Kevin Rupert is our guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Dayton, famous Dayton, uh, extraordinary comic. Um, Saturday, uh, Cameron had a swim meet. Uh Okay. And my wife had volunteered herself to uh, help out with the swim meet. And under the volunteer, she signed up to be an announcer. Okay, well, she has lost her voice. So she's like, honey, I'm going to need you to announce for me. (laughs) Wait, I'm going to be announcing? You you signed up for this lady, not me. I know absolutely nothing about... Uh, a swim meet. Okay, I know. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about breaststrokes and the two hundred meter and none of that. I know a little bit about so, breaststrokes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I get there and they explain. You know, this is when you announce. This basically we need you to say all swimmers in event one line up, and then when event one is halfway through, then you get events uh, swimmers for event two to line up. Blah blah blah. The only other things they mentioned was there's a coffee truck out in the parking lot. Okay, tiki's. Oh. Please mention that they're there. They have hot chocolate. They have hot cocoa and, and tea and mm-hmm. shaved ice. And then, um, and that's like it. So I've got a microphone in my hand. Okay. Okay. I've done stand up before, and Libby saw the look in my eyes. And she says, oh, no. Darren, no stand up. Yeah. No stand up. No, <laughs> no funny stuff. Just do the announcing. Yeah. <sighs> Fine. And so I'm sitting there, and I and I, Kevin, you would have died doing this too. Because Did you ask the like, kids in the pool to look for your contact lens? <laughs> I was I was as straight and as narrow as I could possibly yeah. be until there was a break. The judges were trying to figure out what event or uh, there was a timing issue or whatever. And I was like, I'd like to remind all you fellows out there that Monday is Valentine's Day. <laughs> Do the right thing. Get your wife some flowers, some chocolates. Run up to Kroger. <laughs> they, they've got it all right there. Valentine's Day, Monday. <laughs> and all these wives look at me go. <laughs> 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 And, and my wife is across the pool. She looks at me. She's just shaking her head like, you just couldn't do it. You just couldn't do it. We interrupt this program for an important announcement. I'm Dave Lay, and I have something to say to you people who buy generic brand cereal your children hate. Please stop. Seriously. It's not going to kill you to spend an extra 48 cents on the real thing, okay? This has been an important announcement. <laughs> Kevin, how was your Valentine's? Oh, it was all right. You know, I uh, I didn't do anything too exciting. My uh, my girlfriend, she lives in Virginia right now. She's doing this uh, uh, medical fellowship thing. So uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but you know, Virginia, 
is for lovers. Ah, damn it. That's that's what they say. It's on the t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> well, if it's on a t-shirt, I mean that's you can't dispute sorry. that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh but no, it was it was boring, man. Mm-hmm. I, I really didn't do too much. I just kind of hung out and you know mm-hmm. uh watched TV and I wish I had a fun story from it, but it was just kind of it was a boring Valentine's Day. Well, it was better than cleaning up macaroni and cheese out of a carpet. Charlie's going through a thing right now mm-hmm. where you have to eat breakfast first. Right. And if you miss breakfast and it's noon, you're making lunch. That's not lunch. That's breakfast. I agree with him. So as soon as he eats that, then it's like, <laughs> when are you going to make me lunch? He could be completely <laughs> stuffed, like belly completely out distended, whatever uh-huh. that is. Right, right. Um <laughs> And say, when are you making lunch? And like, you literally just ate lunch. It was a grilled cheese sandwich, you know, mm-hmm. and a Jello thing. That was your lunch. Yeah, you need to make lunch. Yeah. So, Kevin, I don't, I, I don't know if on, on the episodes that you heard, uh, but Mike and I uh, often talk about our trips to uh, Kroger. And oh, sure. uh, I don't have, a, I kind of have a good Kroger story of the mm-hmm. week, uh, but I have something even better, something unique to the podcast. Tonight I have the Walmart story of the week. Holy crap. I Get know. out your meth, pa- yeah. meth pipe, kitties. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I didn't go to the Breaking Bad Walmart. I went to the other Walmart <laughs> along the... Oh, okay. that's oh, you like went the, to the Beverly Hills. You went to the heroin Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what you did. It's a yes, touch I above did. the Nirvana Mart. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's okay. So, and and why did I go to Walmart? I'll tell you. Yeah. Little Debbie Snack Cakes has taken seven, six or seven of their flavors of snack cake, and okay. they've made them into ice cream, and they're okay. sold exclusively. Yeah, at Walmart. That's the kind of shit you'll so find that's at Walmart. The, yeah, yeah, I know. And that's, I'm like, if anything's going to bring my ass to Walmart, it's going to yeah, be Little Debbie ice cream. Candy corn flavored <laughs> antifreeze at Walmart. You know. <laughs> and this is the first time on this podcast you'll hear me say this. Uh, I am going to congratulate them on their customer service at okay. Walmart. I've never, Kevin, there was a few years ago where I went and mm-hmm. I asked somebody if they had lime sherbet and they flat out said, I, I don't know. And I'm like, well, can you ask? And the guy says, I, I mean, I don't stock the shelves. And I'm like, well, certainly you know someone here who stocks shelves, you right? Stumped him, man. Can you right, can you right. get that person? And I've never seen a more confused look. It's, it's, it's like he just sat through a back-to-back feature of Inception and any other yeah. Kevin Nolan movie. He had no idea what nice. to do. And I finally just, I actually left my grocery cart there and I went to another store because I was done. So anyway, I go to this Walmart and I'm looking up and down the ice cream aisle and I can't find the Little Debbie ice cream anywhere. And uh, I was reluctant, Uh but I asked a lady, I said, do you know where I can find the Little Debbie ice cream? She stops, she gets her little thing, her her, like uh, cell phone or whatever, and she she goes, oh, it should be right here. Hold on. And she walks down (laughs) and oh my God, she found it. Whoa. She found it. She goes there. And then she said, can I help you find anything else? And I was floored. I'm like, um, <laughs> no, I'm good. Anyway, so I bought the oatmeal cream pie ice cream. It was the only flavor that was left. It's vanilla, and it's got little bitty chunks of oatmeal cream okay. pie. It's okay. okay. It's not bad. It's okay. Yeah. Anyway, here's the fun part. All right. I go up to the to the uh, the thing, the register. The, the guy with the there's stuff. The, the guy with the stuff doing yeah. the thing. And it, it was a woman running the register, and there's a um, a Mexican family. In front of me. And they barely spoke any English. It's a woman and her two daughters. Okay. And they uh, ring everything up. It's like $97. She puts uh, uh, $100 in 20s on the conveyor belt. Okay. She pays cash. Okay. The cashier pushed the button. Oh, my God. (laughs) The money, almost half of it, goes into the conveyor belt. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's terrible. (laughs) The look... On the cashier's face, the look on the the lady's face, the customer, they're looking at each other like, what do we do now? And and I'm just just standing back like, well, you you just don't see this every day. And they're futzing around with the register Uh trying to get – the money, because one of the one of the twenties, just out. just barely, just barely, just like a minuscule, itty bitty, teeny yeah. piece of the corner. And what did I do? Yeah, I saved the day. 
I walked over in my pocket. I have a pair of fingernail clippers, and I <laughs> why, why do you have? I keep fingernail clippers because I don't I don't like when my fingernails get long. It's one of my things. I've never talked about it. I'm, I'm open about it. I have nothing to hide. I keep fingernail clippers on me. I don't know. Okay, so I took the the top part, you know, that you bend down to clip, uh-huh. and I stuck it in the conveyor belt, and I raised it and I pried it up. Okay, and I was able to grab a little bit of the corner, and uh-huh. I pulled out. One of the twenties that got lost. Okay, I threw my hands in the air and I said thank you, and the the ladies who barely spoke any English they nodded up and gracias. down and smiled. Yeah. They were happy. Gracias. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they were very happy. Now there's the issue of the other twenty dollars. Yeah, right. And so the cashier is from the other side trying to open up the thing from the side okay. to get this money out, and she's she's futzing around with it, trying to get the money. And her boss comes around and says, you're going to break it. And he says, what are you doing? You're going to break that. And she says, I'm trying to get the the lady's $20 bill. And she goes, yeah, but you're going to break the machine. And the the cashier said, I thought customers came first. And I just wanted, I just wanted to applaud. Wow. You know? I was like, damn right. Yeah. And, and I'm they were thinking, on the street five minutes later. Just- <laughs> but, no, but I'm thinking... They've already paid yeah. for their food. Yeah. You, okay. It's not like you have to get their money back. You've you got to get, get your, your money, money back. back right? <laughs> so I'm like, why don't you just let them go yeah. and get your $20 yeah. later? And finally, yeah. the boss just says, hey, how about we let them go? We'll get the money later. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was our Walmart story of the week. Oh, wow. You, I, I expect for the, <laughs> the stinger for that, like banjos and crack pipes. Exactly. Um, so I have an update. On <laughs> There's a-, a title, Banjos and Crack Pipes. <laughs> this portion of Irritable Dad Syndrome is brought to you by International Delight Almond Joy Flavored Coffee Creamer. I'm Dave Lay, and I love coffee. I used to drink it black, but I was a different man back then. I was reckless and on a dangerous path to destruction. International Delight Almond Joy Flavored Coffee Creamer helped turn my life around. International Delight Almond Joy Flavored Coffee Creamer. Available wherever quality coffee creamer is sold. Now, back to the show. Hey, what happened? I have an update from a previous story, The Finger of Power. Do you remember that story? Yes. Where Bess used her finger to destroy one of our appliances, the Mm -hmm. the washing machine. The washing machine. Okay. So... The technician came and air quote fixed it. Okay. And basically what he did was, and I'm going to use a word that you've just um, introduced me to. He futzed around with it. He futzed around. Until the button just started working again, even though it was still within the recesses of where it shouldn't be. Kevin, you ever futz around with something? Yeah. All the time. I'm a, I'm a well-known futzer. <laughs> yeah. So I was doing some laundry and, you know, we couldn't push the button in any longer. We had to just graze the button lightly and the cycle would start. Well, it didn't start. And I tried to push in a little further. There was a uh, weird snap Mm -hmm. and now it ain't working. So I get on the computer and I look at what we paid this guy to fix it before. We paid $200. They charge you $120 just to come to your house to even see what the problem is. And that's crazy. Yeah. So at this point, I'm like, you know, they've already been out here once. Let's throw money at the problem. You know, we decided to get a new washer. Say, screw it. We're getting rid of this thing. It's annoying the hell out of us. Let's just get a new washer. Toss in money at at the issue. Right. So we have a new washer coming Friday. Okay. Okay. To be installed. The reason I was screwing around with the washer that we have right now that's useless is because I had no clothes left to wear. <laughs> okay. So how, how often do you do your uh, laundry? I wait till the very last oh second. My. Like I, I have uh, several, I have like two or three emergency boxers, uh-huh. but I don't have <laughs> emergency pants. So right now I'm doing the morning crotch sniff is uh-huh. which ones are the worst and then put those aside yep. and, and wear. Yeah, he's, he's, he's agrees with me. Emergency pants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Emergency pants. So to today I hit a, a weird situation wherein I had no pants to wear tomorrow. So I told Bess I'm going to throw more money at the problem. I went to Old Navy because, as I said before, they have the athletic taper, which is Old Navy for 40-year-old fat guy. 
It, it, they they just fit me right, and they say they're athletic, and I'm not, and I think that's wonderful. <laughs> it's it's those are called sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. So in my size, <laughs> which nobody sweats while wearing them. This may shock you. My size is not a common size at Old Navy. There were only two pairs of jeans in all their different colors of uh-huh. the athletic taper that fit me. One was your standard. I'm going to go to Walmart jeans and the light blue, whatever. And then they had black jeans. And I hate black jeans with a passion. Why? Because I'm not a vampire. What? I don't like the way they, they... I feel like I should be wearing a misfit shirt or a typo negative shirt or something when I wear black jeans. No, you put on black don't. jeans and, and then you mm-hmm. start emulating Johnny Cash. There you go. Thank you, Kevin. I don't... Do, do vampires wear black jeans or like slacks in my world they wear black <laughs> jeans you know what i mean <laughs> but yeah i, I think yeah. slacks they were no bloomers. i think i think i like where kevin's going they were a nice pair of pleated they do. <laughs> with a belt you know, suspenders yeah. dress shoes you <laughs> yes. know you're gonna be biting you're gonna yeah. be biting people in the neck you want to look good That's you know true. you don't want all of all the you know vampires are more stylish than the than like the werewolves and the frankensteins and right. the mummies <laughs> I, I can't find Will a place to, to. I can't find a place to edge it in, yeah. but I want to use the word pantaloons. Uh-huh. I, I love that word. <laughs> anyway, so I buy these pants, <laughs> and then I have to go to Target <laughs> to get underwear, uh-huh. t-shirts, and socks. So now I'm well, covered. You until had Friday to buy hits. all new underwear because you wore. I, I'm, all I'm, your I'm wearing. I, well, I was. Now I'm wearing my new underwear. Uh-huh. This morning I was wearing my second emergency pair. Okay. Okay. I don't have that many emergency shoots, man. I had no more things to open. I'm going to hit the ground and uh-huh. die. I needed to wear some. I'm not going commando. Right. I'm not <laughs> doing that again. That. Yeah. Couldn't. Hey, here's an idea. I'm just throwing it out there, but couldn't you just cut the sweaty part out of the underwear? I, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just let just, my junk fly. Just yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah. part that smells, you yeah. just cut it out. And then you're still. <laughs> You still got something on there. Well, for yeah. Mikey, it would just be the elastic rim. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. basically wearing a, a rubber belt. I'm too afraid I'd get snagged on something. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kevin, we're we're coming to the close here, but um, you had some big news concerning the, the comic scene in Dayton, and there's also an event that's yeah. coming up. And why don't, you tell, why don't you tell everybody about that? Oh, yes. So uh, Barrel of Laughs Comedy Show is uh, returning to Springboro uh, on February 23rd. So uh, that's super exciting. It'll be our first show back since uh, the pandemic. Um, so we did our last one there in uh, February 2020, right before the shutdown. So, you know, I, I feel like people in Springboro are, are pumped for that. I'm super excited. And tell me about the club. Oh, yeah. So uh, so I'm in the process of starting a comedy club. Uh, the goal is to have it open by October 6th, uh, oh. 2022. So uh it's kind so of, later this kind year. of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited, man. I I'm hoping it can, you know, help, uh, kind of link up some of the different scenes, you know, be kind of a, a nice, uh, place to connect people from, you know, Cincinnati, Dayton, Columbus, mm-hmm. Indianapolis, um, still in the process of getting all the infrastructure and everything organized with it. But, uh, um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, it's coming together, I think in a way. So, so I'm pretty excited. Well, that's, that's pretty awesome. cool. And w- something I was telling Mike is, you know, you're you're a comic, you're a good comic. I think you're a funny guy. But one of the things oh, that I've appreciated thanks, about you and the time that I've known you is you've helped a lot of people get stage time. And I think oh. that's awesome because, you know, there's a lot of people who are struggling to find time. Some people are, God, I remember, I, I don't know what you were like before you tried. I was scared to death before I did stand-up comedy. Oh, sure. I mean, I really, I, it's like I wanted to do it, but I would get very intimidated if the club owner was a jerk or if the other comics were, I'm like, oh my God, they're so much better than me. And I'm, you know, and there's all this stuff that yeah. would make me, you know, not want to do it. And I finally just, you know, sucked it up and did it. 
But it's like every time I've been around you and you've been doing shows and stuff, it's like you've always been welcoming and I appreciate it. I've appreciated oh. all the gigs that you've given me. But you're you're a good guy and you're a good person to have in the Dayton comedy scene. Thanks, Darren. Yeah, same same to you, man. I, I really appreciate it. Thanks for being on the show. Before we wrap things up, we want to tell people to go to our website, irritabledadsyndrome.com. If you like this episode, you can go back and you can listen to any of our other 77 episodes. They're all good except for the first 20 22 of them 22 yeah <laughs> episode 23 is where we really learned how to turn the mic on exactly exactly yeah. exactly yeah the 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 first ones we were just like using uh we were just tapping you know using morse code you know i listen to us on spotify i've gotten to the point in the past 20 episodes i've actually started listening to our own show that's how bad it is don't feel mm-hmm. bad if you haven't started listening until now because uh one of the hosts only started listening within the past couple of months <laughs> But uh, my the way Spotify works for me is when I get to the end of the most recent episode, it goes back to episode one and starts. And, you know, we always put what we call it the Marvel close, our little stinger mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, yeah. So I always listen to that, and then it pops back around to, what, do, what are we doing? What are we talking about? What are you <laughs> Uh, what do you want? I'm going to talk about the thing. Oh, well, what about with the thing? The well, thing? I was looking at our our you know it's like our greatest ones because uh-huh. it's ranked yeah uh, our most popular episodes and our second most popular episode is still our first one and I was hoping with all hope <sighs> yeah, yeah. that that would get knocked you know knocked down a few notches but people still keep going and checking us out which is I great. mean I do that when yeah. I find a new podcast yeah. I'll listen to a little bit of the most recent and then go back and say yeah. I wonder what these jerks sounded mm-hmm. like when they first started. <laughs> So. <laughs> but anyway, if you go to irritabledadsyndrome.com, you can also buy merchandise, and uh, uh, you can do that. You can sign up. You can become a patron. Yeah. You can financially support this podcast, help us keep it going, and there's just all kinds of things. But listen, yeah. Kevin, thank you again for being on the show. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Thanks, man. It's great having you thanks. on here. Thanks, Mike. And thanks, everybody, for listening, and we hope to see you next week on Irritable Dad Syndrome. Well, the show is over, and I'm going to make me a grilled cheese sandwich. I make mine with Texas toast, cheddar, Colby, and American cheese. Two pieces of hickory smoked bacon and a big-ass slice of tomato. Mmm. We'll see you next time. Are we still recording? We're still live, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's okay. You can... Okay. Well, I didn't want to badmouth some of the other guests that we had. (laughs) (laughs)